Hello and welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this is a big week for Tevate Nation. By the time this episode comes out, Chicago will have aired its final episode, and Aaron will have performed his concert at Mercyhurst University. This concert has been on the books for a year. Like We've known about when it's coming up and being able to buy tickets. And I've said this before, it's so wild that this concert at the time became like available and came to our attention as Aaron was wrapping up Moulin Rouge for his first run. And at the time, that was all we knew that he was doing next. And now it's here. And so much has changed and has happened in a year. It's just... It's so wild to think about. I'll keep saying it because that's just the best way to describe it. But this week's episode is going to share part three and the final part for now of Aaron Fan Stories. Today we will hear from Felicia and Lauren. Both of them were very open about the impact that Aaron and the show Moulin Rouge has had on their lives, and I'm just so excited for you to hear from them. And without further ado... Here's Felicia to start us off. Okay, Felicia, so before we get into your Aaron story, do you want to share a little bit about yourself? Um, There's not a whole lot to share. Uh, I'm a school counselor, 30-something years old. (laughs) Um, I've always just kind of been into musical theater and all that kind of stuff um I've always been very musical played piano for a very long time mm-hmm. um so music has always kind of been a big part of my life um one of my passions so yeah that's good enough about me <laughs> <laughs> that's fine okay so for Aaron think back and try to remember the first time that you saw or heard Aaron Tveit do you remember what that was like Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sitting in a movie theater watching Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Couple of days, I think, after Christmas, like right after it came out in theaters. And I believe I was sitting next to my mom. And I remember her saying, like, why is this guy not playing Marius? Or like, who is he? Kind of moment, right? So I remember like looking him up because I didn't really know before Mm -hmm. that who he was Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where it all started and I I wouldn't say I like started following every single thing he did from that moment but there were things like here and there so like concerts that he would do like they'd pop up on like my YouTube suggested things you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. So I would see things from him a lot, but I wouldn't say I was like following him very closely. Um, And then I remember being really, really excited when he was playing Danny in (laughs) Grease Live. (laughs) That was like the second big thing. And that's kind of what ignited more of my following of his career I do also remember I used to watch 
um, the TV show Suits, which oh, okay. was on the same network as Graceland. Mm-hmm. And so I remember watching Suits and watching commercials and like seeing promos for Graceland and being like, oh, Aaron's in that. I should probably watch that. But I don't remember watching it at that time. I've watched it like several years after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I, he actually came to my college university. Which college? He came to Kutztown University in 2017 mm-hmm. when he was kind of doing uh, a mini like tour. Yep. <laughs> um, and I, I have a chronic illness, so I was actually very sick at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I remember being like, I really should go. Like, this is probably like a once in a lifetime type of thing. And I wasn't able to go. And I still like regret it to this day <laughs> because, you know, everything kind of just snowballed from there for him. Right. Like oh. Mm-hmm. right after that because I think he came to Kutztown in September of 2017 which would have been like literally a couple weeks before Moulin Rouge lab yes um and so I remember Moulin Rouge being announced but I'm pretty sure they didn't announce him right away mm-hmm. when they first announced that they were in like the lab for Moulin Rouge or if they did I wasn't aware of it <laughs> Um, so I didn't actually find out he was doing Moulin Rouge until they announced Boston. And I was so excited because I was like, I love the movie. Mm-hmm. I was really excited to see what they would do as a stage production. And then hearing he was in it, I was like, this is a must-see. I need to be there. <laughs> yeah. And at that time, like, I was trying to think, how in the world can I get to Boston? I live in Pennsylvania, so I'm like... How in the world? I was living with my parents. Not quite fresh out of grad school, but it was before I got my position as a school counselor. So like I was mm-hmm. dirt poor. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to get to Boston. And then I I don't really know what was going on when Moulin Rouge opened on Broadway. Like, I don't really remember what was going on in my life at that point in time mm-hmm. that I didn't go like in the first couple of months, but I knew I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And then um, I actually saw the show for the first time in November, 2021 after okay. reopening. Okay. And I've seen it probably nine or 10 times since then. So that's amazing. My love is strong. <laughs> <laughs> what was your, so you said you fell in love with the movie. You wanted to see what they would do so the first time you saw it what was your reaction or what was I I was in awe like I was shocked I walked into the theater Mm -hmm. and I about lost my mind like just seeing the elaborateness and like the detail of everything like from the windmill to the elephant to just all of the lights and the chandeliers and like everything that's in that theater I went with my cousin that first time and I literally was like you felt like you were in the Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had heard, I had listened to the soundtrack pretty religiously before I saw it. So I was ve- fairly familiar with kind of the layout mm-hmm. of how they were doing act one and act two. So I wasn't really like 
super shocked mm-hmm. by like the any of the music or anything like that. Um so I feel like just being there, I you I was completely enthralled for mm-hmm. the two hours and 40 minutes or whatever it is yes. that I was inside that theater. Um and I just kind of forget uh, forgot everything else that was going on in right. my life. You it's know? completely immersive, like right from the second you walk in being in there. Yeah. And I knew like, oh, I knew I'd be coming back. I was like, <laughs> I'm coming again. Um, and my my father actually passed away last March. And so I was the second time I went was January, like a week before Danny left. Okay. And then I went to both of the shows on February 20th when mm-hmm. Robin left. Oh, wow. And that was super emotional. Like you could just feel mm-hmm. all of that, especially from her. And <clears throat> um, after February 20th, like the next day was when I was told like my dad was going into hospice care. And so like that weekend for me was very, it was, it gave me the sense of like, my life's never going to be the same. And that was kind of like the last, like really good thing for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I went again in May. I wasn't able to be there for the last show, but I was there that Friday and Saturday for the okay. matinee. Um, and then I hadn't been back until January 1st of the, or January 1st, January 21st mm-hmm. of this year. Oh, wow. So, now, yeah. what, was, what were your thoughts when he like announced that he was returning? I couldn't. <laughs> I, I was like, finally back on the train of like, I'm going to save money and I'm going to do really well <laughs> without going to New York and buying all these Broadway tickets. No. Whoops. Whoops. I was like, I'm going to try to go as many times as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't know if you felt this same way, but like, I I've seen it, I think four, five times. I don't even know anymore. I lost track since he came back. Uh And especially last weekend at the last show, like, I know he was so focused on everybody else, but I really got the sense that he he knows he's coming back. I think he knows when he's coming back. And I just got that sense from him. I feel like he wasn't, I feel like he would have been way more emotional. I had that feeling too. He yeah. was. <laughs> I was talking about that with a, with a friend. Like he all but said in like his post that he's coming back, but it just... Just like having that feeling now since things he has said leading up to May 8th that like lessened the blow of, 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 uh, not May 8th, of the 9th. Yeah. The other ones were leaving, but he, it just, it's really a till next time for him. He's coming back. Yeah. Like I remember going in May and just being so sad and like, this is ending. It's never going to be this way again. Mm-hmm. I I do think in the back of my head I was like maybe one day like mm-hmm. but I was thinking way down the road <laughs> like many years from now oh maybe he'll come back mm-hmm. um 
And I didn't really, there were a couple things leading up to the announcement that made me think, hmm, I think something's coming. But like, I didn't think it was coming as soon as it happened. Like, I didn't think his return was coming as quick as it did. What made you think something was coming? I remember seeing like certain posts. If I'm remembering right, I don't remember exactly what they were. Mm-hmm. But it was just things that made me think, hmm, I feel like something, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I, I feel like some type of announcement's about to be made about something. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that I sense the same thing with Ricky too. Like Ricky, yes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> and I was been. like, hmm. And I still am so disappointed. I was like, they can't just do one more show. I can't overlap for one show. No, oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. I hope he does come back, but like you said, I hope he waits a little bit so we can save up some more to, to yeah. make all those trips again like we mm-hmm. did. I mean, it's so worth it. You just have to be able to do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you three okay. questions, mm-hmm. kind of rapid fire style. What is a role from Aaron's past that you'd love to have seen him in live? I think I really would have wanted to see him and catch me if you can. Next to normal, probably too. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I would go see anything he did. Right. (laughs) I would have loved to see him in in all of it. (laughs) Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song that Aaron has covered in in a concert? Um, so I don't know if this is technically like a cover. I've always loved when he does, um, if I loved you, I feel like it's so strong. And I also have loved, um, when he's done the Sandy mixed with heart and soul. I love that. (laughs) That's a good one. Yes. They're probably my two favorites. And then what is a role that you would love to see Aaron in, in the future? Oh, gosh. Well, you got the lamest. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him as, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? As Valjean. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I think I'd like to see, and, and I told someone this before, or like last weekend, I was like, I, I think I'd love to see him play the Duke. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really cool. He likes those um, dark roles though. <laughs> yeah. I think. And I mean, the Duke doesn't have as big of a role, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like, I, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Um, And Phantom is closing this weekend and I'm so sad. So I would have loved to see him as the Phantom or in some capacity Mm -hmm. in that show. And there's one more, I apologize, but (laughs) last weekend, I also saw, saw Anne Juliet for the first time. Okay which is also a jukebox and um, it's a very, I mean, it has its mix of like drama, but it's mostly comedy. And I feel like, um, I don't know if you know anything about that show, but there's William Shakespeare's a role in it. And I think he would be fantastic. It is very much a mix of pop like there's Katy Perry, there's Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, all that stuff. And I feel like that is such 
right in his house, especially from like, as he was a teenager and growing up and things. And I feel like he would do it so well. But of course, like I, that's a pipe dream. I don't think that would. All right. It's just your opinion. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to see him do. I I think pop is really what he loves. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. He loves so much stuff though. So I feel like anything he does, he's going to be brilliant. And it's, that's just who he is. (laughs) That's perfect. Perfect way to wrap. Okay. So as far as Aaron, think mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. the time that you first discovered Aaron Tveit. What was it about him? Yeah. What was the event? How did you feel? Mm-hmm. So I, my first introduction to Aaron was in either the very end of 2017 or the very beginning of 2018. Um, my ex had me watch Les Mis and that was my first introduction, Angel Ross. So mm-hmm. I was like pretty much even now when I get introduced to new to oh my gosh when I get introduced to a new musical um there's always like one song that sticks out to me that kind of draws me back to it and that was looked down which is an Aaron song so mm-hmm. of course and then I just I listen to the movie soundtrack all the time so I was listening to him a lot but it wasn't until like 2021 early 2022 that I like really got into it I do remember sometime in between there um I was looking to either play she's always a woman or a case of you and I looked that up on Spotify and I saw in like the recommended search that Aaron had the cover of the mashup mm-hmm. and those are two of my favorite songs and I recognized his name from Les Mis and I was like oh my gosh that guy has is covering these songs that's so cool mm-hmm. so I added that to my playlist and then in 2021, for my graduation gift, my dad and stepmom planned a whole trip to New York. And they're like, we can go see a Broadway show. We'll do this and that. You can pick the show. And I'd seen a good amount of the shows I liked um, in Detroit and for the touring companies. So I was trying to find one that I haven't seen that I'd be interested in. And I remembered that Moulin Rouge was on Broadway. And my dad introduced me to that movie. I really, I loved the movie. So I was like, well, let's go see the show. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to, I didn't listen to the full soundtrack, but I, I listened to Roxanne because I'm like, that was my favorite from the movie. Got to listen to this. And I loved it. I was like, wow, I'm like, this guy's good. Like, I remember him. I know, I knew him from Les Mis. I was like, well, he's really good. Like, I want to see him. But then that was during like the Omicron breakout when we were there. So every show got canceled, including ours. So I didn't get to see him in 2021, but it kind of stuck with me. Like the show was like, well, maybe we'll see it in the summer. Like we'll see it again. And then I remember the date, March 22nd, 2022. I had my music on shuffle, like everything on shuffle. And Roxanne came on and something just clicked. I was like, oh my God, he is amazing. And I just loved him. I was like, wow, I became obsessed Mm -hmm. that day. And then it was two days later that they were like, hey, surprise, everyone's leaving Moulin Rouge, including Aaron. So I was like, really? I I get into him and now he's leaving. Mm -hmm. So then the next day, my mom and I booked a trip to New York, finally got to see him in person. And it really, the obsession the love for him just has not slowed down since (laughs) what was that 
like, do you remember? Because I remember like exactly my feelings when I first saw him in Moulin Rouge. Like, uh-huh. do you remember yours? Like when you walked in that oh, theater? When I walked in it, I just, it took my breath away. The whole, the theater, the stage, everything. I was like, oh my God. Like I'd seen pictures. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the pictures, but I out loud was like, oh my God, like, wow. And then I bought the tickets and because I, I knew where he came out to lift the sign. So I'm like, mom, we have to be right there. So we, the usher is walking us down to our seats and we just keep walking or we keep going down. I'm like, we're, we're close. Like, I couldn't believe it. And then I was just so excited to be there. And I remember it was getting close to the showtime, seven or eight, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking around and then I see him on the other side, ready to walk up. I was like, oh. I was like, oh my God, he's right there. And immediately just, I was so shocked because obviously he's a real person, but like seeing him there, I'm like, oh, he's there. Right. He is real. Like, wow. And he came across and I'm just like starstruck. I'm like, because he was, I knew our seats were pretty close, but I didn't think they were as close as they were. So he was right there. I was like, oh my gosh. And then he walks off the side of the stage right mm-hmm. by us. I'm like, he's right there. I'm like the whole time, like he's here. Like mm-hmm. I am here and he is here. I could not believe it. It's surreal and, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I, I would have loved to see him again, but um, I mean, I still love the show. So I wasn't, I was like, I wish I would have seen him, but I still had a good time. But I'm glad I did get to see him at least oh. once. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was just awesome. And then every time they came up on the side of the stage, right past, I'm like, what is they're, they're here. They're running up by me. It was just surreal. Yes. So that, surreal. That left orchestra side, that's my favorite. Yep. Yes. I love yeah. that side for that sign raise and the Roxanne turn. Yes. yes. Oh, so good. Amazing. I mm-hmm. sat I sat right orchestra for his final show this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. So like you just see him part the curtain to come out. Yeah. That was so I, I don't even know. I'd be like, absolutely take my breath away. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that'd be awesome. So ha- have you seen all of his other shows? Like, have you seen Graceland, Braindead, Grease Live? I watched, yes, um, last summer, like August-ish, I watched Braindead. And I thought that was so funny. I wish there were more seasons. Mm-hmm. And I also watched Grease Live. I think I was on a Grease kick after Olivia Newton-John died. I watched the original movie. I watched Grease Live. And that was my first time watching it, I oh. think. Or maybe I had watched it twice at that point. Mm-hmm. I watched the Glee episodes. Like, I was on a Grease kick. But I remember on that day, I watched Grease Live. And then I watched Graceland in the fall. Yeah, you just fall. recently watched it, didn't you? Yeah, because yeah. it was, it ruined my sleep schedule so bad. I was so engaged in it. I was like, the episode ended. I'm like, I can't stop watching. Next thing I know, it's 7 a.m. and my mom's getting ready for work. I'm like, oh, I have to go to bed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was bad. But the sleep schedule is bad. The show, awesome. The ending kind of had me like, what? But I did like the show a lot. You know, it's unfinished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Did -hmm. you have a favorite season or favorite version of Mikey? Um, I don't know. Like, it was cool to see a very dramatic side of Mm -hmm. him and Aaron in season three. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also kind of like like the bright eye bushy tail, like season one and two. He's just like so excited, even though he's being thrown into like all these horrible and like super intense situations. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if I pick, but I do like 
the two different sides of him. Right. No, you're right. We definitely see that much, much more dramatic side. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. So you won't be at Erie, but you're still continuous. Like what's your, what's a go-to like Aaron song is that's like your comfort. Um, Oh, my comfort song for sure is what you'd call a dream. Um, Just (laughs) because I grew up with baseball. So I remember listening to the album continuously and he talked about calling it the baseball song and I was like oh like I grew up with baseball and just his voice is so beautiful on that and it's just so soft so I could be having a bad day I'm like I just need to sit down and I need to listen to what you'd call a dream and just decompress so that's my comfort song for sure well that's a good one Mm -hmm. okay so I'm gonna ask you three or four questions so just Mm -hmm. answer as quick as you can but okay let's see um, what is a role that you would love to see Aaron play in the future? So I'm kind of being lazy with my answers and taking it from other people, but from Aaron himself, when he said he'd like to play Valjean, I'm like, yes, I would love that yes. so much. And I then, that. um, I think, I think this is something that Ella, who owns Maybelline Rouge on Instagram said, like she gave top five roles she'd like to see Aaron in. And I think it was her, but she said, Shakespeare and something rotten okay. and I thought I'm like that would be so funny I I've listened to the soundtrack once but I'm obsessed with hard to be the bard and I just think he'd be so funny and we get to see more of his comedic talent in that mm-hmm. role so I, I think I'd like to see that <laughs> mm-hmm. if there is if you could be in one of his Broadway shows his TV shows or a movie with him mm-hmm. what would it be and why I think Greece, just because it's the most not sad out of all the ones I've seen (laughs) and I could at least I he ends up with Sandy but I could at least be a pink lady and be his friend and (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it's more happy than the others I'm thinking of too that makes sense and do you think that Aaron will return to the Rouge in 2023 I think I'll return if anything just very late in the year or next year but I do think he'll return like He's putting it into the universe so hard. So like, it's got to happen at this point. He really has. And him doing yeah. that has like, just softened the blow of yeah. Sunday. Because it building For up sure. was so sad. And then his live with Jamie and then his Instagram post. Yeah. Like, just the, all the, until next time, until yeah. next time. It's like, okay, thank you for reassuring yourself and us. Because there's just, I know so many people who want to see him. Yes. And he loves this role. So it's cool. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So. Keep, ma- keep manifesting it and hope that yes absolutely me too <laughs> mm-hmm. i hope you enjoyed hearing felicia and lauren's Aaron stories i related so hard to what felicia said about wanting to see Aaron as much as possible as many times as possible during this 12-week run like financial responsibility did not exist for those 12 weeks that he was in. It was just yes, yes, yes to any opportunity. And I know that we're not alone in that. I know that so many people made travel plans or changed plans or made last minute spontaneous decisions to just get to the Rouge to see Aaron. He is so powerful and has had such an impact on so many. I mean, just look at what's coming for his Erie concert. Everyone traveling from across the U.S., coming from internationally it's just insane and i hope he really does realize how 
beloved he is. And Lauren's comfort songs and just her love for Aaron runs deep. And I I don't know if if you follow her on Instagram, but she did like a live watch when she saw Graceland for the first time and her reactions were so real, especially during season three when our poor Mikey is going through it. But that's the end of this little mini-series on Aaron stories for now. Would definitely love to do something like this again. It has been so much fun to connect with members of the Aaron community and Tivate Nation. And it's just been so fun to see where everybody started and what's brought so many together with Aaron. But in the meantime, if you are looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow me on Instagram at Tivating underscore patiently or on TikTok at Tivating Patiently. And if you haven't already, can you like or subscribe this podcast wherever you listen so that you're able to get notified of new episodes as they come up? I hope to have you all back here next week for episode 44.